0: (laughs) but yeah no it's good to it's good to finally meet you
1: yeah for real it's good to hang out and marshall i haven't seen you in a minute
2: it's it's been a few years probably since what my goodness i'm gonna say man 2010 2013
1: maybe yeah yeah it's been a while
2: oh man you've been good seeing again
1: it's been a minute yeah yeah for real you're looking good man (laughs) Thanks you too. I almost thought about.
0: We just got back from. Uh, we had been down in Salt Lake, and I was like, "Oh man, we could just cruise over to Nevada and, and actually like meet you in person, do it in person, For real, <laughs>
1: yeah." You, <know? laughs> you go to Salt Lake often?
0: No, sometimes we just we'll go and meet Ashley, uh, my wife's parents, down in Salt Lake sometimes to, to get together with them. It's about the halfway point because they live in Phoenix.
1: Nice. Yeah, you're up in Idaho, right? Yeah. Nice. So we're actually not that far away from each other, probably.
0: No, it was actually surprising to me that you're in the same time zone. Yeah. And so because me and Marshall were just talking about that. Our, uh, when we when he sent you the message, he was like, uh, I was like, well, what is he in mountain time zone? Because that could really get a little interesting as to what time <laughs> yeah. we start if we were in three different time zones.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm constantly forgetting what time zone I'm in cuz I've moved too many times. <laughs> yeah. State. So, so I'm constantly like forgetting where I am. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> cool. Well, we're going to let's let's start the show, huh? All
1: let's right. Let's go for
0: it. All right. Fearless. Chase. Bold. Bold. Following courageous search i'm aaron and i'm marshall and this is undaunted pursuit all right hey guys and welcome back to undaunted pursuit podcast we have a very special treat for you today i'm joy of course i've got marshall my co-host and um we're gonna to get to introducing our guest here. If you you heard him at the beginning, well, I, I no words can't describe, but we have the amazing Zach Tyndall. You've heard his music, <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, Zach. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's a it's a pleasure. It's a treat for sure. I love your
0: background there, all your guitars awesome.
1: and. Yeah, it's a slow, it's a slow collection. Now, is that all broke, the guitars so you have? Just <laughs> slowly adding one at a time. <laughs> I have one more. I don't. I think I left it at the church. So it's. So other than that, yeah, it's it's almost it.
3: Nice, yeah, nice.
1: Probably too many, honestly, at this point. Nah, no. You can
2: never have too many guitars no, as a musician. For a
1: musician... <laughs> Yeah, it's like guns. You know what? Thank you. That actually feels better. Now I can go buy some more, and I don't have to feel guilty about it. If my wife asked me why, I'd be like, Marshall, you know, Marshall and Aaron, they said, they said you can't have too many. No such thing. (laughs) That's right. Christian Podcast told me to do it. I did it. Exactly. (laughs) Why not?
0: (laughs) Hey, you know, you're sitting with a couple of musicians today. We're not anywhere near as good as you, but... I've dabbled in a little bit of everything I've dabbled in the harmonica, the banjo, the guitar, the guitar, I'm probably uh, a little better at than the rest of them. Mandolin trumpet okay. mainly. I'm better at the trumpet than I am anything. Cause I spent 10 years playing the trumpet. That's awesome. Thinking about it, Marshall, what did you play when we were in band together?
2: I played the, the baritone and the tuba. Um, marching and concert for man oh, probably since right. sixth grade yeah oh yeah gotta love it band nerds for
3: life <laughs> yeah gets awesome I
1: didn't know I didn't know that uh that you guys were band nerds that's great I, I only did the band thing for a little bit um yeah I, I, they gave me a tuba first thing and I'm like right now I'm like five foot three actually I think I might even be a little shorter than that and so when I was in grade school and they handed me a tuba i'm like what am I gonna do with this it's like huge walking down the hallway all you can see is my legs behind this big tuba case it's ridiculous Awesome. do yeah. you
0: have do you have room in your band zach for a tuba player and <laughs> I, I mean i guess i could probably try and play the harmonica
1: i don't know about tuba but I, I've, I've got a feeling that like we could make a cool little bluegrass thing with uh with marshall on vocals a little bit of a probably banjo mix kind of thing I'm sure we you come go. up with something good oh, that's good stuff i would not say no to doing some sort of jam session <laughs> oh yeah
2: <clears throat> we'll, we might have to figure that out one of these days
1: oh i tried bass at one time yeah nice how was it eh, hard Only four strings is, it's a little easier it,
0: you'd think <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's all about the rhythm.
0: I was broke at the time, which, well, I guess nothing much has changed. I'm still broke, so
1: <laughs> I couldn't
0: afford to buy another get another bass guitar. I already had a guitar, you know. All right, so hey, Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself. What what got you into? Um, how'd you get your start? What got you into oh, and, this?
1: In, into playing music? Yeah. Well, Shoot, um, I think I was about what was I probably 13, and I was in uh, seventh grade and a couple of my friends played guitar they were uh they were came from a super western family they're horses and so they were like really into country music and mm-hmm. so they played guitar and the um one of them played mandolin and we were just trying to learn how to do different stuff and so i was like well oh, i figure I, I could probably figure out how to play guitar so really it was just about about then that i started playing guitar not well but figuring it out and then uh I became a Christian when I was 13 that summer at camp. And um, when, I got to, when I got back from camp, I started going to church. And uh, they noticed that I could play guitar. And then you know how it goes. They're like, oh, you want to join the worship team? Like, All right. You don't oh, understand. Yeah. I'm really bad at this, but
3: OK. <laughs> that's fine.
1: And so that's where, I, that's where I got started doing it. And once you have to play every single week and learn new songs and stuff, then you just have to figure it out. So it was kind mm-hmm. of a, a trial by fire, but it was really good, really helpful. And so then I started writing songs, and um, our church was really serious about discipleship and evangelism. So a lot of my songs were evangelistic in nature. Um, oh, cool. I like school talent shows and things like that to try and start conversation with friends and, and everything. So, yeah, it's been – a lot yeah. of those recordings um, are pretty awful from back in the day. I started doing some recording. Oh, man, those high school recordings are bad. <laughs> hey, we need to get those on the uh, podcast, no. huh? No, no, no. I, I still <laughs> have some hiding somewhere in a box, but no, I'm ashamed of them.
0: <laughs> well, I did listen. I yeah. I listen to your music a lot, you know, like the the few the songs that I, I have been able to download. Um, and I did notice the the different that's that's what I love about your music is that it it all sounds different and uh, I can hear like from your earlier stuff to your more recent stuff how you change like the tone and everything changes from um, into more of like a singer songwriter kind of feel yeah. to it
1: yeah I think I think part of it is is I'm just uh, I'm really eclectic in the kind of stuff I like to listen to you know I'm I'm constantly listening to all sorts of stuff um mm-hmm. i really like reggae i like punk rock i like irish punk rock sea shanties are pretty oh. awesome you know yeah, oh i yeah. i've i've been on that kick
0: here lately oh, yeah. i've been listening yeah. to a lot of shame uh seamus kennedy here lately
1: oh. and then there's that one that's like super popular yeah. on the internet right now it's i, I don't one? even know how it goes it's like oh yeah 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 oh yeah
3: is that wellerman
1: Yes, the Wellerman. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
3: may the Wellerman come to bring your sugar mm, in. Yes. It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good stuff. Yeah, so sea shanties. I mean, I, I kind of like metal. Um, I, I like a little bit Me of country. Too. Uh, oh, you like metal?
0: Oh, man, I'm a huge metalhead. No way. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. So like, and I've changed – I have changed my, my ways now. I don't – I listen to a lot of Christian metal mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. you know, but I used to be real big into – you know the Five Finger Death Punch sure. and the oh yeah, but now yeah. it's a lot of red. Uh, my boys like Skillet. We like Pillar. We like um, what is it? Oh, what's there's another really heavy one. I think it's like War of Ages.
1: Or War something of like Ages it. sounds familiar. Yeah, you No, know, there's a few that yeah. I really like that are I guess more like hardcore. Um, it's uh, Sleeping Giant and For Today. Yep. Those guys oh, yeah. are nuts. I've never heard of them. Oh, they're really good. Like their vocals um, are fantastic but they're, uh, the thing that i really like about them is that their their lyrics are um, extremely i mean i don't know if extremely biblical I, I don't know if like theologically correct is is the term i would describe i haven't really sat down with a bible to like decode their lyrics and try and figure out yeah. if it's, you know legitimately biblical but like they're very you know upfront with their christianity and their songs and it's it's actually really good so sleeping giant for today you should check them out they're fantastic I will. Yeah. So most definitely. Because I've got all those different musical influences, it's it's just kind of hard for me to make up my mind on what I want to play. And I guess the <laughs> music industry kind of tells people, "Hey, you have to kind of pick one thing, and that's what you are. You're like a country mm-hmm. artist, or you're like a pop artist." And uh, I guess I don't. I don't know if I care. <laughs> I'm just gonna do what I want. Nope.
0: <laughs> you do what you want. You keep doing what you do because I love it, and I'm sure everybody else does too.
2: I think as time goes on, you start seeing more and more people <clears throat> having that diversity in their music. though. They're not really sticking to just one genre. It's just a, it's like a mixture of everything. You start to see a lot yeah. of that, mm-hmm. especially in country music.
1: Yeah. Oh, shoot. Zach Brown Band. They yeah. do everything.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've got, mm-hmm. they even
1: got like a swing song underneath the mango tree. They've got all sorts of crazy songs. Um, and sometimes in the same song, you'll hear reggae and then rock, and then it'll switch to something completely different.
0: Oh, yeah. I love it. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. All right, so so I guess that brings us into our next question, our next kind of little topic that we had we had sent you, whatever. But so you are actually considered a singer songwriter. I I had been kind of hesitant to kind of refer to you as such, but I think I think I can hear that that you've written most of your songs, Oh, exactly. right?
1: Yeah. So so the, the music that I that I put out is all stuff I've written. Um, I kind of think I'd like to to get into. Um, writing for other people. some Cause some stuff just, I, I don't think that it works as well for me as it might work for someone else, something that I, I've written. Um, but, but yeah, so everything that I play is stuff I've written. Yeah.
0: I will say one thing I could use a little bit more of your reggae type music though really? in my life. Well, that is,
1: you know, <laughs> that is good to hear. Cause like, I don't know a lot of people that like reggae and I don't know a lot of Christians that like reggae. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, I think, I don't know, something happened back in like youth group where they're like, burn your secular CDs, not like burn them and (laughs) show them with your friends, but like get rid of them, you know? And so it's, I don't know. I feel like reggae is one of those genres that for whatever reason, I think it's because Rastafarianism is like a cult legitimately. And then there's, you know, marijuana is like very heavily tied into Rastafarianism, which is kind of tied into reggae. Mm -hmm. And so people just don't want to go there, I think. Um, but I think it's subconscious. Like reggae is awesome; people should like it. But I like reggae. Yeah. And, uh, but then I have to deal with like, okay, culture. Is it like cultural appropriation? Because I'm like a white dude. <laughs> I'm not from Jamaica. I, can, is that wrong now? Is that racist to play reggae? So there's all that stuff. But no, I, I, I enjoy it, all. and I think uh, I'm just going to keep putting out some more of it because yeah, I keep it's doing tons you. Of fun.
0: You know, have you heard the? Have you heard the nonsense here lately? And um, I guess Washington. I, I just heard this yesterday. Um, you said you said marijuana. I guess Marshall, you'll be you'll find this funny. <laughs> they, it was on the news. I guess a guy at work told me about it. I guess it was on the news that marijuana is. Um, uh, what's the word? It's discriminatory or it's offensive now. So you have to refer to it as cannabis in <laughs> Washington. Yeah, uh, Pretty soon. Oh. I mean, they
1: just change, like they change. The <clears throat> pretty soon it's going to be something else. Cannabis is offensive. You can't say that anymore. Right. right. Everything's yeah, offensive ridiculous. nowadays.
0: No. Yeah. I, I love. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, I love the reggae.
1: So you keep doing it. Sweet. I've got a few more songs coming down the, coming down the, the road that are going to be reggae I'm actually redoing um um shoot what is it it's my own song what is it <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh um always on the run I'm redoing that with more of a reggae vibe oh that's sweet so... yeah so I just recorded the bass line yesterday or no, you know I think the day before and it's just oh man it's fun I'm excited to put it out I've actually got my niece singing on it with me which is crazy she's never done anything like that before and so that's, that's awesome. exciting
0: oh man that'll be awesome
1: oh yeah I'm I'm excited to hear that. Oh, I'm stoked to put it out, man. It's probably going to be a minute. I take a, li- a little bit of time, but uh, just because I'm so busy with everything else.
0: Right, right. Now, do you do this? Do you do this full time, or oh, are man, you a full
1: time musician? Not at all. No. So I, I actually work at a gold <laughs> mine in Nevada. Oh wow! No way! Yeah. Yeah. So gold mining <clears throat> it takes up half of the year, so it's a five on five off schedule. So yep. I get like five days in a row where I can do whatever I want. But I also, um, I'm also a youth pastor and worship leader at our church, uh, which is the Bridge Church in Spring Creek, Nevada. And so that keeps me busy. And then I'm also married, and that keeps me busy. And so <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> then sometimes I have time to do some recording. So it's kind of unbalanced, but one of these days I'll, I'm hoping to have more time to f- for doing just the stuff I want to be doing.
2: If you could go – I was going to say if you could go full-time music, is that something you would want to do one day?
1: Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, I think the biggest part of it is that it would give me time to do the ministry stuff I want to be doing, um, mm-hmm. and then of course I consider the music ministry as well. Um, and so, oh, that'd be that'd be awesome. I, I just yeah. need a few rich people. I don't have any rich <laughs> uncles that are going to kick the bucket that I know of. But I just need a few rich people to be like, all right, we'll just pay for you to, yeah, get rolled. Yep,
0: that's yeah. that's kind of our ambition on here too, is to. <laughs> Is to go full time doing this? Oh, that would be awesome. You know,
1: golly, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. That would be awesome. Yeah. But I mean, there's there's a lot of Christian content creators out there, um, but yeah. I don't know that there's not all of them are striving to be biblical. <laughs> not all right, of them are striving right. uh, to have their content be um, correct. <laughs> so it makes mm, yeah. it makes the difference, I think. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yep. Well, I can I commend you for that uh, that gold mining, man. That's tough. I got a buddy that is he used to he just came back to town. He'll be on the podcast at some point in time. But he's a millwright for he was a millwright for a gold mine in Montana. Oh, nice. And had been at a couple of um, at a gold mine here in Idaho. So yeah, but they man, it's just so wishy washy with the funds because it's all overseas
1: funded. Oh wow! You know, yeah, that's crazy. So, what well, the investors? anyway. I see. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So, I work for a pretty big gold mine out here, and so it's pretty, it's pretty solid. Um, there's, there's usually not any issues with that. The gold mines pretty much always stay going in this part of Nevada. Um, oh, nice. You might, I mean, they might get all the gold, and then you just transfer over to another mine or something. But there's plenty of gold out here. Yeah. Wow. Not a lot yeah. of other reasons to live in Nevada. what kind of mining is it Uh, so we have open pit and underground
0: open okay okay
1: yeah and so right where we're at it's just um, where we're at it's just microscopic gold so nothing no big chunks of gold yeah I don't see any nuggets going by on the on the belts or anything uh, which is probably good I'm sure a lot of people would be tempted to steal the gold at that point Um, I'm sure
0: yeah (laughs) This kind of way they do it out here is they'll they'll float the gold in some nasty mixture. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. some big slurry, and they'll they'll separate it, and then uh, and that's how they do it. Is
1: I don't know what kind of chemical it is. I don't know it's a probably, whole lot about it's it. Probably but they just cyanide. Know that... They're probably using cyanide. It's nasty. In. It
0: smells yeah. like rotten fish. Oh oh yeah, flotation Golly. stuff.
1: All that. Yeah, I hear that's really bad stuff. It smells bad. Yeah. You smell it's like a nasty. dead body. Every time. You come <laughs> yeah. I can't be good for morale. (laughs) (laughs) No way. No, not at all.
2: Uh, So I I know. So
0: you just recently. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Marshall. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. (laughs) ahead.
2: I I think it's the same question that you're about to ask is, uh, yeah, you just recently released. No, uh, I I want you to. (laughs) This, This lag's killing us.
0: I need a drink of coffee. I need more coffee.
2: So yeah, you just released. I
1: didn't do it. (laughs) Uh,
2: So you just released Warfare recently. Uh, So what is it about? Yes, uh, that song. Or what is it that inspired that song?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, um, typically with my songs, it'll have uh, something more of a personal nature to it. Warfare is one that didn't as much. Um, Warfare was just kind of simple. I just wanted to write a song that encouraged believers to not um, get distracted by stupid things and to, to keep their eyes on Jesus, to keep their eyes on what the mission is. Um, mm-hmm. And so especially like in the, in the bridge to that song, our eyes have become blind to see the tide is rising higher, come to wash us out to see this idea that uh, there's all these things that are trying to destroy us, all these things that are trying to pull us away from what God wants us to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. And we're just blind to it. Right, Like we're just blind to it scrolling Mm -hmm. on TikTok for hours and hours at a time. And like, we're just, we're forgetting what we're supposed to be doing. And so Mm -hmm. the the song is to, is to encourage believers to get in the fight um, and to recognize it's a fight. I mean, it's one thing to be losing a fight that you're actively engaged in. Right. But then imagine not even realizing a fight's happening and you're just getting pummeled, you know, Mm -hmm. like you need to recognize that it's a war, you know, definitely. I like that. That's deep. That I love
0: stuff. it. I love it. That I like. I like hearing those deeper meanings of the songs because there always, there always is some sort of meaning in, in every song. There's a reason that the songwriter wrote what they wrote.
1: You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think a lot of the times Christians will write songs that are just kind of because. <laughs> I mean, with the industry being an industry, the music industry, right? You see a lot of songs, come yeah, out that are just kind of like, well, okay. Like that's uh, what did I get anything new from that? Or is that just kind of another Christian song? I hope (laughs) I I try to not to not just write for the sake of writing if I can.
0: Yeah. Right. Now, how long did it take you to write that song?
1: It's funny. I was actually working, uh, at the, at the mine, I was in the crusher and it was really loud. Um, and I was, Uh I was, um, Hopefully no one from work watches this, but um, I'm sitting at work, right? It's a pretty simple, the Crusher's a pretty simple task. You're just sitting there, you're watching a camera, you're making sure that the Crusher doesn't get plugged up, and if it does, you go and unplug it, right? But so as this is occurring, right, I'm also, I've got GarageBand open on my phone, and I'm like building drugs. Oh, yeah. And I'm like using the keyboard on the phone as like trumpets to try and get like this cool little reggae thing. And uh, um, and then I just started writing the lyrics down and singing and and uh, <laughs> it's funny I sent it to my wife she's like that sounds awful I'm like oh it's because I'm in the crusher <laughs> but then I re- later realized she just didn't like reggae I'm like oh okay <laughs> so it just sounds awful okay <laughs> I mean it was loud in the That's crusher awesome. but that wasn't the reason That's I
0: funny. do have to say one thing though you know of course why wouldn't why wouldn't I like reggae I live in a I live in a, a pretty chilly climate of course I need something little islandy to make it feel like I'm at the beach.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you can be like, you can put some Zach Brown band on, you know, I love his island yeah. songs. Cause that's, that's kind of the same when I feel like going on vacation, but I can't, because I can't afford it. Yep. I'm <laughs> done with my money. And so I can't go on vacation. It's like, oh, just listen to Zach Brown instead.
0: <laughs> well, as, as you probably heard, I, I do about the same thing. I, you know, most of you listeners know that I record, well, I'm driving for the mini episodes, So yeah, we're always doing a little something, you know, when you're busy, what do you, what
1: else do you have to do? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wrote that song probably in this, I guess I got all the lyrics pretty much finished that night, um, working in the crusher. So it's a long 12 hours awesome. sitting there looking at a computer screen. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had another question that I wanted to ask you. Oh, so it it sounds like I was going to ask if you, if you have a band or if you're doing this all solo and I guess we've kind of put it together that you, you are piecing this together solo. huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, I lead worship at our church. Um, and so in that sense, there's a band, but not, not for the for, for my personal music stuff. Um, from time to time, um, I'll play some music and someone will come and play with me, right? But for the most part, it's just me. Mm-hmm. What I do is I use a loop pedal. Have, have you guys ever heard of a loop pedal?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So I'll put down like the the four chords or something that could, they go into the chorus line and then I'll loop that, add some bass line because I've got like an octave pedal. that can make it sound like a bass. Um, and then oh. you know put in some electric parts and the drum beat on the guitar. Um, it makes it feel pretty full band. Plus it's really engaging for people to watch. As long as I don't screw it all up in the middle and have to like, delete everything, <laughs> it's really bad. Once you like accidentally record something awful, and it just keeps going, and like,
3: oh no! Yeah. <laughs> but for
1: the most part, I get away pretty good. But covering that's up my awesome. mistakes if I make them—that's <laughs> awesome. Do you have? Yep, that's how I, I thought that you might be doing that.
2: So do you? Do you have any uh, like? Do you have any new like singles or new music that you're working on right now?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm working on a song called "Still Moving," um, which is actually based on, um, uh, gosh, I'm I'm actually forgetting the passage right now. Thinking it's, well, it's actually a a huge chunk of Ezekiel, um, which is, uh, from a couple chapters before the, you know, the, the dry bones, the Valley of dry bones passage, um, Mm -hmm. which, which everyone, you know, it's really good preaching, right? So everyone preaches on that one. You hear that one a lot. Um, but the, the chapters leading up to it, it's talking about how they're, um, being punished essentially for not following God. Right. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And then when it gets to the dry bones part where, you know, he's looking around and God's asking, Hey, can these bones live? Right. Mm-hmm. He's talking about mm-hmm. the people of Israel, like how their rejection and uh, rebellion against God has uh, caused them to be dead. Um, and yes, God can still bring them back. And so it's, it's about how God is still moving. Even when we don't see it, even when, the circumstances are awful. Um, even when, um, gosh, even when we're at our worst, like personally, we're at our worst and we're uh, running from God. Um, the fact that we're still saying, all right, God, help me. means that God is still moving. Like, all right, God, Mm -hmm. forgive me, help me to not screw up again. That, that means God's still leading us. And so that's what this song's about. Um, it's, it's almost entirely done. Um, Got to work a little bit more on some vocal stuff and, uh, and then it'll be it'll be done. I don't have a lot of worship songs out. Um, I kind of try. I mean, I write kind of whatever I want to write, but mm-hmm. I, I think there's there's secular music and then there's sneaky Christian music. Um, and I wouldn't classify my non-worship songs as secular. I think they're just sneaky Christian. Kind of songs you play, you know, out at like a park or something. And non-Christians will be like, oh, what's that? And then, uh, then you get in with the gospel when they're not expecting it, you know?
0: Well, it's funny that you say that because um, I was thinking oh, several months ago that Skillet was really good at that. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because, you know, they've gotten into the... They'll perform right alongside of a secular band. Oh, yeah. No problem. And people have accepted them so as as such. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, like in quotations, that sneaky Christian music, of course, you know, that's kind of nowadays you have to be, you have to kind of get it, you kind of have to do that.
1: You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's just like kind of the same thing as when you present yourself as a normal person at work, every word out of your mouth, isn't preaching the gospel. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, oh yeah. And that's not a bad thing. You know you, you, when people are talking to you, they're asking you, hey, how's your kids? How's your family? What what'd you guys do this weekend? Um, right. And that's how I think Christian music should be. I think, like, I, our testimony um, isn't just the spiritual stuff. You know, it's also the mundane, normal, yeah, I kind of wish I could go on a vacation. I want to go island hopping, but I don't know how to sail, you know. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. I, I was raised in the woods, you know, like, <laughs> also I love Jesus. God can change your life. You know, I had to repent. I was at rock bottom, you know, but but I think that presenting ourselves as normal people is helpful.
2: Yeah, exactly. Being who you are day in and day out.
1: Yeah. 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 It's actually a funny story behind the, the, uh, go with me song is uh, we, I was, I was going through a bit of like a, a, theology switch up. And I was, um, I was in a Pentecostal church that, uh, um, and, I, and uh, I was getting credentialed to be a pastor at that church. And the more I studied, the more I realized I didn't actually agree with the doctrine of that particular church. And so
0: mm-hmm.
2: I was
1: like, man. And so I had to I had to like uh, step down and change my, you know, what denomination I was a part of. And it was kind of a midlife crisis, early midlife crisis. Uh, right. <laughs> and I was... I was like, ah, oh, forget all this stuff. This is all too difficult. I'm just going to like go buy a boat and bob around in the Pacific somewhere and live on that thing. And uh, so that's kind of where that song came from. We actually ended up buying a boat and armed with all my knowledge from YouTube. I was like, oh, I'm a sailor now. I know how to sail. So I didn't know how to sail, but I, I thought I did. So I, we got stuck in the middle of this lake. The wind died down. And I and we didn't have a motor because I'm cheap. And we, you know, The boat didn't have lights on it because I was too cheap to fix it. Ah, uh, it was a bad deal. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wow. So I don't I don't know what I'm doing with sailing, but but we sold the boat eventually and decided, okay, that's not that's not for us.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's good. <clears throat> so you won uh so you started a production company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Along with along with being busy. Oh, Is yeah. that yeah. <laughs> Does that, is that production company for just for you or are you aspiring to try and work on some other, collaborate with other artists? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so uh, Swift Cloud Records is the name of, uh, of the company. And what Swift Cloud Records is, is it's essentially it's a record label. Right. But of course, we don't have any money because we're just starting out. And, you know, right. We're, so what our whole thing is, we want to help Christians uh, to put out theologically rich um, music that can help build up the church, the local church uh-huh. and to help bring the gospel to the lost. Um, and so kind of the, what that comes down to as far as making things happen, cause I'm way too busy. Um, I mean, we have, I've got a guy that lives in, um, the Philippines. His name is Ben Uribe and he's, he's really active. Um, he puts out a lot of music and he's fantastic. And, uh, he's helping a ton with, with a lot of the work, the day to day stuff. Um, I'm partnering with a guy named, uh, um, named Eric Abbott uh, out of Texas mm-hmm. who's gonna be putting in a ton of work for this hey. as well and uh, oh my gosh this guy named Victor Brown he's a reggae artist from uh,
0: oh really from, nice. from
1: from Jamaica man he is so you guys had to listen to him <clears throat> I mean, honestly you guys need to get him on the podcast he's great um We're, we will try Yeah, oh, definitely. he's fantastic I bet he'd say yes if you just I, I don't know what time it is in Jamaica actually I think it's I think it's the same as Texas time weirdly enough. Huh. Hmm. Never I don't knew know about. how that works. Something about the earth not being flat, I think. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, that's for another podcast. <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs> <it's the> <laughs> no, I'm no, not
1: hey, a flat earther. You, you can step on all the toes you need to. Well, that's funny. All right. Well, that will be good content for sure. <laughs> right. Actually, you should do it while on the phone with someone from a different continent. Yeah, uh, And be like, what time is it there? Is it daylight? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I've uh,
0: interviewed somebody from,
1: yeah. From where?
0: From South Africa.
1: Oh, really? Nice. Yeah.
0: That's a late night
1: podcast. Yeah. Because it's morning there when it's, you know when it's night here. Yeah, don't you know it's the government trying to deceive you, man? Don't you know that somehow <laughs> they made it dark? I don't know how it works. <laughs> right. <laughs> they can shut that sun on and
2: yeah. off like a <laughs> the light switch situation. They can make it rain yeah. and storm and <laughs> they that's control everything. However. They make the clouds, you know.
1: I think the best thing with flat Earth is like, why? Why why would the government care? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You no, know, We can't let them know the Earth is really flat. That would just be too... I mean, why, why, what, What's right. no, why does it matter? <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's like all this time and effort.
2: I've, 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 not, I've yet to see <laughs> or hear of somebody Maybe, falling yeah, so off we're... the edge of the earth.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it hasn't happened yet. Not yet. No, well, I mean, honestly, if, if it did, I guess we wouldn't know about it. If they all did fall off, we couldn't sure. have a conversation with them anymore. <laughs> right. But, uh, <laughs> but no, with with Swift cloud records. We got a, a bunch of people from all over the place that are going to be helping out, um, and so, you know, everyone's going to be super open handed with uh, with their resources and their time and uh, doing what we can to get the music out and promoting it and setting up different uh, shows and different venues, um, helping out local churches. So it's uh, we're just actually getting it rolling. And so um, I don't know, it's probably been just about four, um, probably not even well, maybe three months of me really pushing it. So um, so I'm really excited about well, it. Honestly, I'm super stoked. So hey, if you guys want we to have can help with that. Artists over at your uh, have any artists over at your churches or in your your area? We'd love to come out, and uh, as well as I'm sure that they'd love to come on the podcast and say hey, definitely for
0: sure. <clears throat> Heck yeah! Well, I got to ask you, my favorite song, you know, besides your newest one, Warfare. Um, I, I'm a real outdoorsy kind of guy. I like to hunt. I like to fish. I like everything there is about the outdoors. And one song that I've really come to relate to is "Adventurers and Rogues." Mm. What inspired that? They, I, now I think I had. Are you from? Are you from Montana?
1: I actually lived in Montana for a bit, um, but I'm actually okay. I was born in Alaska, so, so oh. the song is about growing up off grid in Alaska. Um, I thought so. Yeah. No wonder I can relate to it. You know, <laughs> are you from Alaska?
0: No, 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 no. But I'm like being outdoorsy, that's a yeah. it's a, just a really yeah relatable song.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I uh we grew up in Alaska, me and my family, and uh it was uh it was awesome. No, it was a great it was a great time. But there's a lot of things that you just don't like like you tell them, you know, you're like chatting with people and you're like, Oh yeah, when I was growing up we did this and they look at you like, What'd you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Oh yeah, no, it was it was normal. <laughs> well you didn't have mm-hmm. power. No, that was normal, it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> like you were just you just see bears walking by every once in a while. Oh yeah, that was fine. That was not a big deal. You know? Yeah,
0: no, that's an it's an awesome song. I was wondering what inspired inspired that song. What is the what was the uh, meaning that you were shooting for with that?
1: Yeah, well, honestly, I was I was listening to um, uh, "Take Me Home, Country Roads" a mm-hmm. lot uh-huh. that week, and I was like, <laughs> man, my story's better than that. <laughs> so I was like, I'll I'm, I'm write my own one. Um, about growing up. And so that's what I ended up doing. But the song kind of, a lot of times this happens with me is where the song kind of starts one way and then it just sort of takes a totally different route. Um, Like the line in the song, um, no one that I knew was too afraid to be afraid. I was raised by adventurers and rogues. Um, the idea there is, is uh, you have to make the choice beforehand. And, and it's kind of with anything like, Am mm-hmm. I too afraid to, to deal with some discomfort? Like, am I too afraid to um, have to make difficult choices? Am I too afraid? What it kind of comes down to is, that, am I afraid of being afraid? It, and if you are, you're just going to take the easy route, and you're going to do um, whatever's most convenient, and you're probably going to lose out on a lot of very valuable things you could have experienced. Um, and, like, growing up in Alaska is that way, too. Like, mm-hmm. some crazy people will move their family out into the middle of the woods in Alaska and everyone else is like, mm, that seems sketchy. Mm-hmm. But there's there's certainly things that you you grow up with because of that that are for sure worth it. You know, um, one of the things about the songs it, songs as well. I mean, it's about growing up in Alaska. But um, the other side of that is like everything that I learned um, from Christians. I mean, Christians are rogues too. I mean, Christians are people that are going completely a different way than society is going. Um, and it seems crazy to society, um, the, the type of things Christians want to, uh, believe or promote or the things that we say, no, I mean, God says to live this way. So we're going to say, we have to live this way. You know, we're not going to do something else. And that seems, um, seems crazy. Kind of like, you know, living out in the middle of nowhere in, in the Arctic, Mm -hmm. you know, that sounds just as crazy to people. Um, but I mean, I'm not too afraid to, to deal with some discomfort, or some difficulty to follow Jesus, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. I love it. I, I love all your music, but that was one of my favorites.
1: Nice, man. I'm <laughs> glad you like it. I'm glad my hope was that like outdoorsy people would, would, li- would listen to it and like it. And so, yeah. I mean, I'm, I still have like less than a thousand views on or, or listens on each song on Spotify. So, I mean, there's, there's, oh, there's more, there's more uh, outdoorsy people yet to, to get in front of. So, Oh yeah. We'll see.
0: I hope we can help with that for sure. All right, so we're getting we're getting on to is we got to do what we do here on Undaunted Pursuit is we got to I want to kind of get into just a real short Bible study before we call it for the for the day. Um, I know we've all got things we've got to do on the, this weekend. The weekends are short, so I wanted to talk about, you know, we're talking with you a musician and a worship leader. I want to talk about worship. Awesome. And what the Bible says about worship, and um, and we'll get into a couple other points there as well.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So. I'm stoked about it. Let's do it, man.
0: Okay. All right. So first, I wanted to define define what worship is because you know when most people think about worship, they generally think about music, and yes, that's that's a really good. Um, form of worship, it's it's real powerful. What do you think? Why why do you think that song is so is so powerful? Yeah, I mean you're a musician. Why why is music so so, so moving to yeah. to us?
1: Well, I think that it has to do with beauty in general. Um, so, like I think you look at a painting, right? Um, I think mm-hmm. the word for it is aesthetic. Things that have aesthetic value. Um, they do something to you emotionally if you allow it to. So like you can sit and look at a painting and be like, eh, cool, whatever. And then just move on. But if you like really sit and look at it, you know, something that's like a beautiful painting, um, and allow it to move you, it'll move you. Um, music I feel like is the same way. It's, it, uh, it deals with, um, it, it's using beauty. And so even secular music has a power to it, um, right like if you're feeling depressed you you might put on a, a band that'll kind of help you feel the way that you're feeling if that makes sense or that mm-hmm. might you yeah. know kind of ingrain in you an emotion that you're already wanting to have and so i feel like worship is powerful when put to music because music is um it's just already powerful you know i don't think god hardwired that in us that we yeah. would be able to connect emotionally to music
0: I Agree. Perfect. Yeah, totally agree. I had looked up um, a definition, a biblical definition of what worship is, and I had I had found. I'm not even going to try the Hebrew word for worship, but I did find the Greek word, which is what, and both of the words, both of the words mean the, uh, pretty much the same thing, and it's to to bow down or to uh, lay lay your face uh, to the ground and it's uh, to kind of, to kind of be in his presence. So the Greek word uh, Prashkanal is um, what is used is the Greek trans is what we've translated out of the Greek for worship. And um, Greek word is most commonly used in the, in the new Testament and it's to um, express express respect or supplication i had come up with a i had found in now obviously song is important because in worship as part of worship because you know there's a whole book of songs in the bible and um, i if we look at psalm 96 verse 1 oh sing to the lord a new song sing to the lord all the earth I kind of like that, and that you know, it's we're only going to touch on a few Bible verses today because you know we could go on and on mm-hmm. about the different ways to to worship and the different uh, and there's and I noticed that the Old Testament is is full of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons and tons of verses about worship, about singing, um, and you really reading the Bible, you really get the idea that God values music and values putting mm-hmm. praise to music mm-hmm. and then even putting instruments in music and then even putting, you know, cymbals and, you know, drums to tambourines, music. tambourines, <laughs> you know, and then there's yeah. even dancing in the old Testament you oh, know, yeah. that you can put to music. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. no, dancing. We're going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I guess since we're doing that, Sorry, this wouldn't be an Undaunted Pursuit podcast with a couple of interruptions from the kids oh, and no, stuff. But anyway, no, <laughs> hey, my beautiful wife has come in and, uh, huh, yes, she wrote me a note. Hey, say hi. You want to meet Zach? Come on. <laughs> come on. You need to be on the... <laughs> she was holding the door closed so the kids don't come in here.
1: <laughs> She's like, I'm busy. I can't be on camera right now.
0: <laughs> right. She's like, I'm just trying to keep your daughter out. Okay, so, um, well, since you brought up the dancing, now, you know, that is kind of a, um, kind of frowned upon by some people. Why? Why is that? Do you think? Yeah. Why? Where did they get that idea that dancing as a form of worship is is wrong, even when it's in the Bible? Right.
1: Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I th- it's probably like an overreaction to like the Roaring Twenties where everyone was like going out and partying and dancing all the time and, you know, and drinking. And then, uh, that was also when churches started cracking down on like, Hey, Christians can't have any alcohol kind of stuff. And then I guess dancing went along with it. So they're like, ah, no dancing. That's, um, that's my guess. Huh. I keep, whenever I hear a sermon or something where someone says something negative about dancing, uh, which isn't mm-hmm. often, but every once in a while I do. And it's like, it's not like they're like, Oh, it's sensual. Is it sensual? I mean, I mean, I don't want anyone to start twerking in in church, but like, (laughs) I mean, that would be sensual. That's kind of, that'd be distracting for sure. But like, you know, some sort of subdued non-distracting non-bizarre dancing would be, I feel like normal and fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And I think that, you know, as, as with anything, you know, God knows your heart too. Mm -hmm. So however you decide to worship, whether it's dancing uh, you know, we're going to get, you know, we'll go through there are the other forms, you know, prayer, you know, just sitting in silence, out enjoying nature. He knows your heart. So if you're reflecting on, um, on being in his presence, then, uh, you know, he knows your heart. So if you're, however you're dancing, however you're singing, he, he's going to take uh delight in that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've actually got a verse here that says it's in, the let's see, we're in Colossians two 16 and 17, and it talks about not criticizing, the way other believers worship. And uh, it says, therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to religious festival. And it says a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. And then it it kind of explains it down below. It says, Paul told the Colossians or the Colossian Christians not to let others criticize their diet or the religious ceremonies. Instead of outward observance, believers should focus on faith in Christ alone. Our worship tra- traditions and ceremonies can help bring uh, us close to God, but we should never criticize fellow Christians whose traditions and ceremonies differ from ours. So I think that's something really important mm-hmm. to uh, to keep in mind when, when it comes to worship too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need to be careful not to make an idol out of something that's a, that's, Because, I mean, Paul was like, I mean, really, Christ is a fulfillment of all of those festivals and ceremonies, right? Because the issue was that the Jews were um, looking down on the Christians who, like the Jews, the Jewish Christians were looking down on the Gentile Christians who felt a a freedom in Christ to not do um, certain festivals and different Sabbaths and things like that. Um, And so his point was, hey, like, don't look down on people because they have a difference in... um, a difference in how they understand the, the essentially understand uh, peripheral matters that aren't as, I mean, it's all about Jesus, you know, like mm-hmm. don't like mm-hmm. if someone makes an idol out of, Hey, you have to come to this, this or that festival, or we're doing this, this extra stuff and you have to be there. or You're not a real Christian. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. But uh I mean, but like if someone's, I guess someone could make an idol out of dancing in church that could happen. <laughs> right. Like you can make an <laughs> idol out of that, I guess. And if you do that, then that's a problem. But, <laughs> I mean, you can't judge someone because they're they they're dancing. I have a right. funny story where there a guy who was he decided he wanted to run in church. Um, oh, really? Is <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess it's fairly popular in some Pentecostal circles to to run, like to do like a big oh, circle yeah. pit kind of situation. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, and just run like I've seen videos where people like literally the whole church is just running in a big circle around everything. And actually, this happened at Forgiven Church back in Texas. I can't remember oh, yeah. who on the worship team at this time.
2: I think I was. Dude, I do you mean, remember
1: this exact event?
2: Vaguely, I I remember well, specific unslayed. individuals who used to do that. But yeah, you go ahead.
1: <laughs> so we're so we're, I'm not going to say any names because you know. But we were singing a song called "I Am, I Am Free" by the Newsboys. And it's that song, I am free to run. And then everyone repeats it. And then I'm free to dance. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so this guy was like, okay. And so he was like, I'm free to run, so I'll run. And so he literally was like sprinting. And I'm like, oh no, I meant it metaphorically. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's sprinting like around and around. And this is a great example of like, there's nothing wrong with running. There's nothing wrong with running to express your worship, right? There's miles Mm -hmm. and miles of outdoors to go running. Um, but then there's the whole question of like, are you making a spectacle of yourself in the middle of a worship service and like mm. distracting everyone from, cause like the whole, the whole room is just watching him <laughs> and we we're singing and playing it <laughs> up on the stage. And we're like, this is <laughs> awkward. What do we do? And so just about the time we're all praying, all right, God, what do we do? He trips on this big cable yeah. that was laying across <laughs> no. the floor and he like flies like 10, 15 feet and rug burns.
3: Um, and
1: no one laughed no one said anything but i think on the inside we're all like all right thank you jesus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, and this is a great example of like maybe that wasn't the best because i mean there's nothing wrong with running nothing wrong with dancing but if you're dancing or you're running <laughs> is done in such a way that it's now now the whole church service is about you doing this weird thing okay, mm-hmm. dude, like yeah that's not good <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think that there's a time crazy. and place so for you, it.
1: You you were on the stage for that, weren't you?
2: I believe I was. Yeah, because yeah. I remember were that you vaguely. On the
3: stage with us when we did. I think so, man.
0: good stuff. I've got a Bible verse for that. So, what you were just talking about, as far as being, um, kind of use your head when it comes to that, because it mm-hmm. can, it can turn into a spectacle. And yeah. coming out of Romans, I, I kind of searched for. New Testament stuff, because there's a lot of worship and worship by song, worship by dance and in the old Testament, but I wanted to find something under the new covenant of what they, mm-hmm. what Paul talked about uh, under our, what we're in now, what we're in, in the new covenant. So coming out of chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, uh, verses one and two says, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters by the mercies of God to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, and intelligent act of worship. Uh, Stop there for a second, because it it had outlined logical and intelligent. So he's pretty much saying, you know, use your head wisely as to how you're going to worship, you know, running in a church. Well, don't try and draw attention to yourself. You know, it's all about, worshiping God and putting him first.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Actually, I think that that I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but, but as far as um, if we're talking about like a definition of worship, I think that that verse, those two verses in Romans 12, um, offer something of like a biblical definition of what it means to worship, um, which is to offer yourself as a, as a living sacrifice, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a pretty big deal. And so it, it just kind of makes worship about every single thing that you do at all. If you're if you're a living, sac- I mean, the whole point of a sacrifice was like well, the whole point. I mean, what a sacrifice had to be was blameless, uh, well, spotless, right? You couldn't have a crippled animal, you couldn't have a blind animal, um, you couldn't have one that had like some serious defect or problem. You wouldn't bring that as a sacrifice to the temple. The trouble with a living sacrifice, though, is uh, is maintaining. Like a purity as a Christian is maintaining that, you know, no blemish kind of state, right? And so, sorry, hold on a second.
3: Whoa, <laughs> having that problems, was loud. man. Having problems.
1: <laughs> I'm just I'm adjusting my situation here. Hold on. That's all right. I'm gonna all leave right. that in there, though. Yeah. Just boom. Was that like a really loud bang sound? It was. it was. nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Well, that's good that's, though. That's all right. <laughs> if anyone is asleep and falling asleep or getting distracted, don't wake up. <laughs> no. um, but but the, uh, the the trouble with being a Christian and having um, worship be about how we live our lives is uh, sometimes we are a crippled sacrifice and a blind sacrifice. Like sometimes our offering is not that great, um, which is a, a reminder to constantly – in repentance constantly say, Alright, God, help me, change me, make me, make me a, a worthy sacrifice. You know, mm-hmm. I mean Jesus is the only worthy sacrifice, but we're instructed to be living sacrifices ourselves. And so, um, I mean, think about Cain and Abel, right? Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. they both brought a sacrifice, and only one of them was accepted. And you know, I I've heard different people try and come up with why, because it doesn't exactly say why, but I think that it's pretty clear when God talks with Cain. He says, Cain, why are you downcast, right? Why is your face mm-hmm. downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? And so I think that implies that Cain was bringing a sacrifice, right? He he brought like his first fruits or whatever, but he, he wasn't mm-hmm. living correct. And then God further says sin is crouching at the door and it desires to um, to to overtake you, right? Right. And so like this idea that, as a you know, to live our life as a sacrifice means, you know, means to reject sin. And just kind of like what it's saying in Romans 12, 1 and two, you know, renew your mind. Don't be conformed to the world, you know.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, we should start wrapping this up. We've gone we've gone for a
1: while here.
2: But before we go, Zach, where can where can people find you, follow you?
1: Yeah, so um you can find me on Facebook at Zach Tyndall Music or I've just begrudgingly joined TikTok, which is a dumpster fire.
0: Oh <laughs> and, man. I've been we've been I've been thinking about that, but I just don't know.
1: Yeah. No t- TikTok is is just the worst thing. It's not good. Mm-hmm. It's not good for kids. <laughs> it's not good for adults. I can't think of I mean the only the only thing I can think of is there's it's like Nineveh, right? These people don't know their left from their right. Um, uh-huh. you, have you watched the Veggie Tale version of the jo- the Jonah story?
2: It's been a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And they're slapping each other with fishes. That's what TikTok is like. Like these people are just out of their minds. Um, uh-huh. and then I th- I feel kind of like, well, I feel like I should go and preach to these folks. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm okay. doing what I can, but, uh, we'll see. It's, it's kind of annoying. But so you can find me on TikTok, Zach Tindall, uh, or I think it might be Zach Tindall music on TikTok as well. Um, I've got a, a YouTube channel. You can look up Zach Tyndall. The YouTube channel is very bare. There's nothing going on on there really. So, but maybe one day I'll be putting out some actual content. So we'll see.
0: Well, we're in we're in the same boat.
2: Yeah. Ours
1: isn't much, but it's there. <laughs> it's there if you want to use it later. You know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Good deal. Well, good deal, man. Thanks for, thanks for doing this with us. It's been an awesome, awesome, awesome podcast. This and it's, has been a ton of fun. Heck yeah. It's, I, I love the conversation. I love the, I want to, I just want to help Or we, I say I, but <laughs> we just want to help you get your music out there. Yeah. It's so great. And you know, people need to hear your stuff. So I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day and uh, chatting with us on here. And I'm excited to see where everything goes, where you go, where your company goes, Swift cloud, Swift cloud productions and and everything. Again, folks, if you want to want a production company, we can put you in touch. Email us, uh, undauntedpursuit at gmail.com as always. You can, Contact us on there and contact us. We can get in touch with Zach if you have anything and let the him know that kind of turn, turn you on to him. So
1: absolutely. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, Marshall, you got anything else?
2: No, that's it. I just want to also say thanks for coming out, Zach, man. It's been great seeing you and talking with you and catching up and kind of seeing where where God's taking you so far in your life. But uh, keep in touch with us and hopefully we'll have you back on in the not so far future.
1: Absolutely. You know, we should, we should talk about like uh, Bethel worship and uh, we should talk about all the wow. weird, crazy people <laughs> out there and all of those controversies. That'd be, a, that'd be some good content.
0: That would
2: be really oh, good. Man.
0: Yeah. And maybe when you first let us know when you come out with your new, your next song and we'll, I want to get that, I want to get that live on here mm-hmm. and I want to hear that. Sure thing. And, and then then let's get into that. Let's have you on when you get that done.
1: That sounds awesome, guys. Yeah, man, it's been it's been a pleasure. I'll let you guys go, but uh, man, it's been fun and it's been fun reminiscing about the crazy times that back in the day when we were on the worship <laughs> team together, right, Marshall?
0: Oh yeah, it was good and crazy <laughs> yeah. times. But, hey, you have to you got to stay on. You got to stay on for just a second. I'm going to oh, okay. end this out here, guys. Thanks for listening to Undone Pursuit uh, uh, podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed today. Check us out on Facebook. And, um, undauntedpursuit.podbean.com, as always, prayer requests, if you want us to get in touch with Zach about something you're working on, um, undauntedpursuit.gmail.com, yeah, at gmail.com, and uh, I just set up a Patreon, so there's some good things coming there, check us out at patreon.com forward slash undauntedpursuit, um, you can get on the paywall there, and, um, see what we're doing there. There'll be behind the scenes, either special gifts on the higher tiers and, uh, just some good stuff. Get on there, check it out. And, uh, I think that's, I think it about covers it. Did I hit everything Marshall? Yeah, you're doing good. <laughs> All right, let's end this thing. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Adios. Bye.
3: There's a gravel road winding through the trees where I come from. It takes you to a place where no one goes. Way back in the brush, away from all the rush To a little handmade cabin I called home I was raised somewhere in the pines far away Where the grizzly bear and wolf are free to roam, And no one that I knew was too afraid to be afraid I was raised by adventurers and rogues. Risky Creek filled up and washed our bridge out in the spring, but the mountain men all mended it with the timbers from the banks. Though Mother Nature tried, she couldn't break our stride. So I bow my head to Jesus and give thanks. I was raised somewhere in the pines, far away, where the grizzly bear and wolf are free to roam. No one that I knew was too afraid to be afraid I was raised by adventures and rogues The winter cold had teeth and bit us deep beneath our skin It nearly did extinguish all the hope that lay within The snow was three feet deep, but not deep enough Hearted, vagabond at bay I was raised Somewhere in the pines Far away Where the grizzly bear and wolf Are free to roam And no one that I knew Was too afraid to be afraid I was raised By adventurers and rogues Adventurers and rogues Taught me everything I know How to dream and how to hold on to my hopes So down the road I go I was raised somewhere in the pines far away Where the grizzly bear and wolf are free to roam that I knew was too afraid to be afraid I was raised by adventurers and rogues I was raised by adventurers and rogues I was raised somewhere in the pines far away where the grizzly bear and wolf are free to roam No one that I knew was too afraid to be brave. I was raised by adventurers in robes I was raised by adventurers in robes I was raised by adventurers in robes